The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast, illuminating leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome. Boy, we are so glad you could be here with us today. It is a just beautiful day in the Chandler Valley and Roanoke Valley of Virginia. We're in the midst of all of our leaves changing. It's just beautiful here. And we're so happy you could join us from all around the world. So this week we had folks from Pakistan and India and China and the UAE and Saudi Arabia and then pretty much every U.S. state. So just thanks so much. Uh, our show is fantastic, getting fantastic ratings, and that wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you. From the bottom of our heart, thanks for being here with us. So again, I'm Jeff Smith. I'm your host. This is Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. You can reach me during the show at 866-472-5788. You can also email me at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is www.voltageleadership.com. You can like me at Facebook on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting and follow me on Twitter at JMU Jeff. So today we are going to be talking about behind the manager's closed door. It's just a, a really interesting topic. Lee Hubert from Voltage is here again today. So Lee, welcome. Hey Jeff, great to be with you again. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, so um, this topic uh, really strikes to Lee and I personally. We've both been human resource executives in multiple companies, mm-hmm. um, and we're often the one behind the manager closed door, uh, having a conversation, trying to figure out what happens, what are the best practices, things like that. Mm-hmm. Lee uh, is um, a fantastic facilitator, a coach, uh, just gives great speeches. He got he gave a speech last week in D.C. at the G2 conference, and it was just fantastic. I mean, the ratings were through the <laughs> roof. I mean, you know, his head almost didn't fit through the door this morning. <laughs> but what I'd want to know is that Lee does this all the time. He really does have conversations with leaders. I do as well to try to help them figure out how can they be most effective. So Lee's also married to Jane, lives in uh, Smith Mountain Lake and just loves to do things like play golf in this beautiful weather we're having and loves to play guitar and hang out. So Lee, thanks for being back with us. Thank you. Yes. Happy to be in God's country, Blue Ridge. Oh, oh it's beautiful. Beautiful this time of the year. It is. Well, I guess people are here to really hear about what's behind the manager's closed door. So, Lee, what is happening behind that closed door? Well, it's an interesting question. It's a great question, actually. Think about it. If you've ever had to have a direct dialogue with somebody, you've pulled them behind the, the closed door. Um, 
what is the topic? Is it a performance issue? Is it about uh, skill development? Is it about dropping drama, removing drama from the workforce? You know, there's something going on. And there's things that should and should not happen. There's an old saying, and you're very familiar with it, that people will quit their manager or their boss before they fit, quit the company. Sure. And it's kind of the reverse. I know you talk about uh, sometimes the reasons why people leave in the adverse order, right? Right, yeah. So they you know, they get attracted to the company. It's a great opportunity. It might be the geography, whatever it is. Then all of a sudden something happens. So one of the things that we want to drill on is, you know, people wonder, you know, what happens behind the leader's closed door? As you recall from last week's show, uh, we were talking about the dreaded drama triangle. The dreaded drama triangle. Oh, oh, and, it, and it is ugly. And so <laughs> The day after Thanksgiving, we have to play it up. I mean, the day after Halloween, you know, we have to play it up. All those ghouls and valens and all that. Well, here. and there are some ghouls, that's for sure. Sure. Uh, when, you, when you think about it, uh, the drama triangle is one of those places where you're uh, productivity can be lost. It is the the cultural Bermuda Triangle. Sure. So when you think about it, you know people at work can adopt different counterproductive roles. There was the victim role, mm-hmm. and then there's the rescuer role. Sure. So you're behind the manager's closed door and you got a victim on your team, oh. or, or maybe you are the victim, or maybe you are the rescuer, or maybe you're the persecutor. Yeah. You could be the persecutor. Um, you know, one of the things we like to talk about is, you know, what would happen to those people if you did a good, meaningful one-on-one relationship behind the closed door? And by that, I mean, um, you know, th- think about it for a second. You pull somebody behind the closed door. Um, think of it this way. Um, the manager uh, might assume the coach role instead of the rescuer role. Mm-hmm. Um, that tends to foster a creator mentality versus a victim mentality. Yeah, so I, what I'd say is um, getting back behind that closed door, often what happens is the manager is a rescuer. And, and here's what I mean is that they're so busy throughout the course of the day that someone comes by and says, hey, boss, you got a minute? Knocks on the door. You got a minute? And so they're like, sure, come on in. And what ends up happening behind that closed door is instead of coaching and saying, okay, what can I do to help you? Mm. They just want to be useful. And so a lot of times the the employee will come in with a a bag of crap to drop on your desk. That trick was, or treat. That was the technical term. Trick or treat. And they just come and they plop down and they throw all this stuff at you. And so you <laughs> as the manager, you're like, oh my gosh. So what's happening a lot of times behind the manager's door is the manager yeah. is overwhelmed because it's just this constant revolving door of, hey, you got a minute? You got a minute? And there's emails going off and there's texts being done and there's phone calls to be returned. And there's someone else queuing up outside the door. Yeah. So often – the dreaded drama triangle is going on behind that closed door. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I think we need to just understand is our discussion today is how do we move you, the listener, from that rescuer spot into being more of the coach and the challenger? And if someone's coming through the door kind of in that victim mentality, like, whoa, is me, and you're not going to believe what this other department did to me, and can you believe that what the IT did to make me have to get online mm-hmm. and blah, 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 right? Yeah, very, very similar to what people bring to yeah. the door. And so what we're going to try to do with you today is sort of say, okay, so let's talk about how we can be as productive as possible in those kind of conversations. So the first is you have to adopt a mindset that you're not here to rescue your employees. Mm-hmm. You are here to help them be as productive as possible mm-hmm. and coach them up.
up. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. It's a mindset. Don't be there thinking you're the easy button from Staples and Mm -hmm. you're just there to serve at their pleasure. Mm -hmm. No, they're there to get their work done and you're going to help clear some obstacles. So in that vein, what are maybe one or two tools that we can start that process off? Yeah, I like the manager as coach line of thinking. Okay, good. And, you know, think about it. You know, managers out there, I see your head's nodding, right? You're going through your sedate day. You know, you're going really fast. You may be having a a fast-paced day. And then somebody wants to, Jeff's point, come by your office and imbue you you with their their rays of sunshine. And there are times you think to yourself, I need this like I really need a hole in the head today, all right? But still, you're the manager, right? You're sitting in the manager's chair. If you think about it, when the manager assumes the coach role versus the rescuer role, it tends to foster that creator uh, uh, role or a mindset in the employee versus the victim mentality. But I'd like to add the thought about the manager being the co-creator. Okay. So what's a co-creator? Well, you think about it. Remember, you know, if if the opposite of victim is creator and you're behind the manager's closed door Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to not necessarily rescue somebody, but coach them up to your point. Sure. I'm the co-creator. Okay. Okay. I want to do that. So the roles that the managers encounter and adopts plays heavily into the things that really, really do matter. Um, Your tangible business results, your employee engagement, your good turnover, your bad turnover, overall esprit de corps with your team, uh, conflict resolution. And, you know, there's all these different tools that we can employ and and, and to your point, um, one of the things that I really, really like and I think is foundational Mm -hmm. is a really well-run, well-thought-out, one-on-one uh, meeting. So is that one-on-one like the employee and the manager? Uh, it, most of the time, yes. Okay. I'll vary into that in just a second. Okay, good enough. But periodic, predictable, right? Mm-hmm. Now, follow me on this. You know, I, the other day I was at dinner and I was talking to some friends and we were talking about their actual experiences behind the manager's <laughs> closed door. I bet that was pretty good. <laughs> well, and it was a moment of candor, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. it's like you like to get people in their natural, they're disarmed, they're at dinner. It's like, are you having hors d'oeuvres, like whatever the case is. So, you know, I asked them what it was actually taking place. One person told me that their manager had office hours that was reminiscent of undergraduate. Oh, interesting. Which I liked. Yeah, I and did that, too. And that did a lot of good things. First of all, it made it predictable. Yeah, absolutely. So you knew that if you didn't catch the office hours this time, there were more office hours coming. I use that often with my the folks I coach um, because um, what what often happens uh, try that again. What often happens is that. Um, that knock knock and that interruption takes you away from really important work. Mm-hmm. And so if I know from two to four that I'm going to be available, I can be working on sort of some minor things, clean up some emails, some files, maybe travel expenses that I can set down and then I can really pay attention. Yeah, so that, absolutely. that predictability is the a really good formation of a powerful one-on-one. What else? What are some other things? Well, you mentioned things about time management, more oh. on that in a second, yeah. and about, well, to, to finish this thought where you know, this person knew that there was a predictable point that if they had something really important to escalate, they could they could do it. Mm-hmm. Or if it was an emergency, obviously it escalated sooner. But her, her takeaway from that experience was one of validation. Validation. Ooh, that's a big word. It is. And, and, and let me tell you, we talked about engagement and things that really matter. Absolutely. So here's the person who is driving my team, my boss, my reporting relationship, and it feels good to be validated, to be understood. Mm. And there's a whole lot more that we'll talk about in terms of tools of what the employee takes away and things that the manager should be doing behind their closed door. 
Yeah, this is excellent. So I want to pick up on a few things from my own experience with these one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, I do, right? You know, right? So. absolutely. <laughs> We've been together one-on-ones. Yeah, eight o'clock on Friday mornings. Yes, our sir. one-on-ones, a regular standing meeting. So I think that's important. I think it's um, uh, things that we do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that we'll talk about here, we're, we're coming up on a break in a minute, but we'll talk a little bit about time management, and then Lee and I will be talking about that in much greater detail next week. Because some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, Jeff, you don't understand my day. I'm racked and stacked. I, when am I ever going to find time for this? And what I'd offer is that you have to. You see the irony there. I right. can't find time to do time management. Right. What's yeah. wrong with this picture? Yeah, so I think you have to find time for these one-on-ones. Now, how you do them and how often really depends on the, the level, the employee, the needs, and things like that. I think best practices are at least once a month you sit down and have anywhere from a 30-minute to a one-hour conversation. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into maybe a little bit more of the setup uh, sort of post-break. But it should be a two-way conversation. This isn't just the manager coming in and pouring a bunch of content into the employee's head. This is a two-way conversation. Which unfortunately happens a lot, and the employee walks away from that experience the worse for the wear. Yeah. And so what I'm going to kick off the next time with is uh, a little bit talking about the motivating engaged pyramid that we like to talk about Mm -hmm. and about how do you set some clear expectations. What I know, though, is that I want to recap this section. Um, employees join because of the company's reputation, mm-hmm. um, uh, advancement opportunities, then the job, mm-hmm. and then the manager. Often they don't even meet, make, uh, try that again, meet the manager. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to run big call centers. They didn't, a lot of times they didn't know the manager. Mm-hmm. They leave in the exact opposite order, though. They mm-hmm. leave because of the relationship with the manager, mm-hmm. then occasionally the job, almost never is the company, though. And so that's for us to remember that behind that closed door, it's our job to be able to retain the folks. So we're right up against a break. So behind the closed door is uh, some great words from our sponsors of the show. So we'll be right back with you in two minutes. See you soon. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Tired of wasting time and spending marketing money with little results? Are you looking for more leads, clients, and revenue in your business with predictable results? Tune in to Mojo My Business with the team behind Mojo Global, Ira Rosen, and Corey Michael Sanchez. Our program will showcase proven expert solutions that have helped countless businesses outsell the competition and gain massive market share. Mojo My Business can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. 
Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. Hey, it's Jeff Smith here, and I'm with Lee Hubert. Lee and I have been talking about what happens behind the manager's closed door, and we're having a very intriguing conversation about the kind of the do's and don'ts behind the closed door and mm-hmm. the importance of um, a manager-employee conversation that's happening behind that closed door. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, as I alluded to earlier and talk about a little bit later, uh, we'll hit some time management next week. And then in two weeks, we'll be having John Hagmeyer on the show. Um, John Hagmeyer actually is the former CEO of Interactive Achievement. And John will also be sharing a lot of his best practices from behind the closed door and thoughts and things like that. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, um, what I want to hit is something that uh, at Voltage, we call it the motivated and engaged pyramid. And so I'll just walk you through that very quickly. And then Lee's going to pick back up on some of the best practices from one-on-ones that we've seen. Mm-hmm. The reason I like this is that our goal often is behind the closed door, we're trying to find out how do we help that employee be as motivated, engaged, and retain that employee. We want them there and want them with us. So for the leader, one of the things that we should be doing a good job of is making sure that the employees understand their core expectations, mm-hmm. that they have the tools and resources to do the job, mm-hmm. and they, they have an understanding for why their work is important. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things that you can do behind the closed door is just make sure that that's happening. Do mm-hmm. they understand expectations, uh, their role, and do they have the tools for the job? Mm-hmm. Make sense to you, Lee? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. a lot of times, sometimes people will have negative anticipation. Yeah. It's like coming to the principal's office or something. Yeah. Well, or behind the HR door for that matter. That's it's true. it's, it's Friday at three o'clock. It's HR. Mm-mm. Hey, can you come on down to HR and join us for a few minutes? <laughs> and all of a sudden their mind goes to this dark place. They should, oh, no. should I bring a box? And it's like 99% of the time the answer is no. Right. Okay. <laughs> But I like your point about best practices, and you know you're, you're talking about frequency. Um, and for for managers who haven't really had to immerse themselves in this, or got promoted or elevated into a position, you know, be taking notes. This is all good stuff because this is a primer primer here for you. The frequency I like at least once a quarter, preferably once a month. And I didn't say if it's a new hire mm-hmm. daily. Until they're settled in, mm-hmm. normally over that first 90 days, I'd say the first 30, you know, it's kind of a let's do the first week or two, it's daily. Mm-hmm. And then as you get into that, you know, maybe weeks two and three, then maybe twice in a week. And then for the first 90, though, it should probably be weekly. And then you might start sliding to a little further out. Let me finish up this model, too. So as we move up, we got good expectations. Now, to your point, we got to do some recognition. Mm-hmm. Are they doing the right things? Reinforce the right behaviors. Mm-hmm. Remember, sort of that five to one, five positive for every one negative. Mm-hmm. And so are we saying these are the behaviors that we need? And the more specific, the better. So behind that closed door, some really specific positive feedback. Mm-hmm. If we need to, some developmental feedback, throw that in as well. Mm-hmm. Then as pers- people are having the conversation, give them some ownership. They are brilliant. They are smart. You hire mm-hmm. Smart people. Oh, but I'm a rescuer. I want to dive in and do the work because I think they I have to. Save the rescuer for Halloween. <laughs> That's a Halloween costume. Behind this closed door, we are the coach. So grab your whistle, yep. be a co-creator. Gotcha. This is giving them some ownership, giving them some say on how they're going to do it. Then the top of the pyramid is now let's talk about their career growth feedback. If you go to that first, mm-hmm. I'm not ready. We haven't built up the trust. Mm-hmm. So what I'd say is be having those kind of conversations behind mm-hmm. the closed door, mm-hmm. right? So, Lee, you know, before we before the break, you were really diving into really successful one-on-ones, you know. But there are different kinds of one-on-ones. Could, let's walk through maybe some of the variety of one-on-ones that happen. Sure, that, that's great, and and I and I like your model where you mentioned the word um, br- the word trust, and there's a trust bridge behind the closed door that is built. 
So if people have negative in- anticipation, to my point, you know, you're being called to the to the door for a reason, right? <laughs> and you know, are you filling your head with negative anticipation? Not sure, but it might be for skill development. It might be for performance recognition. You've done something well. God forbid you have positive, you know, anticipation that you're going to be recognized. Just want to tell you personally, thank you before I tell the rest of the organization what a great job you're doing. When's the last time you heard that behind the closed door? Yeah, let me hit on that real quick. Uh, I'll turn it back over to you. But um, we're talking about behind the closed doors, but these things can happen out in the in the areas too. Mm-hmm. You know, Lee and I both worked uh, in, in healthcare and worked in a laboratory. Pull up beside them on the bench for a few minutes and just have a conversation. These one-on-ones, the deeper ones where we're talking about development and mm-hmm. things like that, probably should be behind a closed door. Mm-hmm. But to pull up and just say, hey, I just want to check in with you. It could be a five-minute conversation mm-hmm. that can go a long way. That might be a nice time for some recognition. It can be a touch base. So don't know know that they don't all have to have behind closed doors. They can be, you know, at a Dairy Queen, you know, and go across the street and have a nice time. Yes, you know? absolutely. And understand that, you know, whoever is leading the team, their internal brand, what the employee experiences from that person is foundational. So if I have that, I'll use my words again, the negative anticipation, mm-hmm. I believe you pretend to lead, I'll pretend to follow. We'll come, <laughs> we'll come here and have this, you know, uh, exercise, right? And that's what a lot of people, you know, yeah. view these things at. I view it as exactly the opposite. And so many people miss this opportunity. Mm-hmm. For example, you mentioned development. If I do one-on-ones well, I'm interested to know what's going on in your world. Now, am I going to ask lots of detailed personal questions? Not really. Right. You know, we had this discussion before. But I do want to know, what do you aspire to? That's a different discussion than, you know, okay, I'm coming, you're coming here to get beat up again, right? Now, I also want to know, um, you know, here, here's your thought about performance. And when we do this well, this one-on-one well, the performance reviews happen by themselves. It's a foregone conclusion. It's not this fire drill at mid-year or at the end of the year. Yeah, so um, let's keep probing. So the development conversations, um, I'll, I'll teach a model real quick if you will tell me how often we, we should be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, here's the model. I use the GROW model. Mm-hmm. And so for the folks out there who want to take a note, this is probably a good time to do it. GROW stands for G is for goal. You know, what's the goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, again, it might be that you want to get a master's. Mm-hmm. You know, well, how quickly? So then that's the next one. Reality. Because, you know... Uh, in my situation, I've got four kids between the ages 10 and 17. Getting a master's right now, luckily I already have one. But yeah, you know, No drama there. Yeah. But getting another one today would be a little harder. And so the reality would be like, okay, it's probably not going to be a two-year process. Yeah. It's probably going to be mm-hmm. – hmm. and so that's the O. And that's the options. Well, you know, maybe I could go part-time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could go online. Mm-hmm. And then the W is what's next. What's the next step I need to do? So if I was looking at getting my master's and we we're in this coaching scenario, mm-hmm. so my goal is get a master's so I can be ready for upward mobility. Reality is for kids, you know, can probably afford to pay for some. Should probably look at some online options, part-time options. What's next? Well, let me go do some research. Mm-hmm. That could be a really great, you know, meeting that, that Lee and I had in a developmental conversation. So, Lee, how often should I, as the manager, be having that developmental conversation with my employees? The short answer is as often as necessary. Mm, interesting. What's your business need? Okay. And I'm falling off my chair that the boss is asking me, what do I aspire to become? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it just doesn't happen. Sure. Um, 
um, don't forget that some organizations have tuition benefits. When I when I was in you know health large healthcare organizations as an HR authority, there are people who would be loving the fact that you know what you want to complete an undergraduate advanced degree a certification whatever the case may be, and we'll help you pay for it. Mm-hmm. And as you to your point, working adults, working professional people, you know a lot of times they don't have that luxury. Sometimes it's it's a funding issue too. So there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat. And to my earlier point, you know when you do these things well. Remember, you're building team, yeah. and I like the grow model, and I like the the internal. I'll use the word equity. If people on the team experience consistently from you uh, a boss that's looking out for them with integrity, so. Um what I hear is we should do it as often as needed, mm-hmm. um, probably at least once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I always call it a 50-50 contract. It's, we own about 51%. Our job is to make sure that time happens and we set it up. Mm-hmm. It's the employee's job, though. They own their own development. right? Mm-hmm. It's our job to provide opportunities. Well, this is all well and good, but I can hear some people kind of the listeners saying, well, those I can handle those conversations. Yeah, those are that's Santa Claus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what I'd offer is that truly most don't, though, because they get so busy. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't get to those conversations. So the reason we want to start with that is that those are the ones that don't get to. Uh, unfortunately, though, the one most people probably want to hear about is what about that employees that underperforming and I need to have the talk? Let me transition to that. Yeah, please. That, that is a hanging curveball. Oh, there you go. That's here we are. World Game Six tonight, right? Yeah, the World Series. Yeah. yeah. And I spoke to somebody earlier today that I was coaching who was on their way to the World Series. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, was, awesome. Uh, they're going to Cleveland. They're, they're, they're. <laughs> so anyhow, two things you, you made me made me think about. You know, when you think about okay, there's the underperformer. The, the management tends to spend a disproportionate amount of time with underperformers. Yeah, I want to hit that in a minute. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, when you, there's there's rising stars and there's falling stars or or solid stars, middle stars. So, do we spend enough time with the people who are our stars? Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is no. And they have to, with intentionality, do that. Then you get to the other things that are you know formal discipline or drama. And let me just touch on that. And mm-hmm. you know after the break, I'm sure we'll, you know, have a more, a deeper dive in that. You know, I think what the manager says behind the closed door is important and almost more important is what they don't say mm. or what they're not heard to say. Okay. So I've heard you say this, I've experienced it, I've done it myself many times. You know, we there's an element of a crucial conversation here. Mm-hmm. You know, people may be defensive, they may not, they may have that negative anticipation that I was alluding to. When you get get to that point, it's like, okay, let me tell you why we're here. Okay. Yeah. And let me tell you why we're not here. Because mm-hmm. I've had people walk in behind my closed door just shaking like a leaf and they think, oh my God, this guy is falling. So I disarm that right away. But you're not hearing me say you're not respected. You're not hearing me say your talents and abilities aren't valued. You're not hearing me say that you're, you know, not valued as a a contributor on the team or the organization. And it just, then you get to the point where you say, well, okay, well then, then what are you saying? So that's a good thing. And it, it keeps you on track and gets you completely to that place. So a lot of people, to your point, it's really nice to talk about developing people. That's all. Love God, Mother Apple Pie. Okay. Sure. What happens when the tougher, more crucial, more difficult conversation or person mm-hmm. or group of people for that matter? Um, I happen to like the crucial conversations model. Because it gives us a good track to run on. Good. I think we'll we'll pick up on that. So for me, it's um, what I like about what Lee's saying is something I do myself. I, I'm just very honest. When people come in, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this conversation might be a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sort of beat around the bush. I would say earlier in my career, uh, I go all the way back to our first episode. I'm a high I. I want people to like me. Mm-hmm. Early in my career, I wanted people to be my friend. Mm-hmm. I want them to like me. I probably was very vague with feedback. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. I'm still not perfect at this, but I'm much better at saying, hey, do this. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the domain we're talking about. Hey, you're still doing really nice work over here. Mm-hmm. And so part of what's happening behind the closed door is what Lee was alluding to is when you're going to have a hard conversation, let's get right to it. Mm-hmm. Say the hard conversation. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not a valued, loyal employee. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't improve, we only have 90 days for you to still be employee of mm-hmm. XYZ organization. Mm-hmm. Be very honest and direct with that. And so if I was to give one piece of sort of advice on the going out of this part is be honest, transparent, and direct. Mm-hmm. And tell them the rest of the story. What is it that they do well? If that's part of the conversation, so that they know, honest, mm-hmm. honest, transparent, and direct. I like that. Could be a model one day. So we'll, it is we'll, OTD. OTD. There you are, maybe DOD or something. <laughs> like that. We'll make it a dot. Um, so, uh, Lee, this has been a great conversation. What I want to do uh, on the other side of the break is we'll pick up a little bit on some crucial conversations and maybe a few of the other conversations that happen behind the closed door. In the meantime, uh, listeners, we've been having a great time talking to you. It's time for another break. We'll talk to you in two. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. It's Jeff Smith with Lee Hubert, and we have been behind the manager's closed door. Conversations that are happening and best practices. So before the break, we were talking about some of the disciplinary conversations. A lot of times those are the 
conversations where it might be 90 days up or out, or um, we really need to see significant improvement. And mm-hmm. we're just being very honest with them. Mm-hmm. Lee, I know you like the uh, the book and the, the work around crucial conversations. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can pick up one. You know, how do you, as a manager, um, use the crucial conversations and how's that apply to the managers um, that w- they're on the line? You know, how could they use that tool, et cetera? It's a great tool and it's applied many different ways. When you think about, you know, you were using the easy button before. Yeah. I want to rescue people. I want people to like mm-hmm. me. And there's managers out there whose heads are nodding going, yeah, okay, I've been there, done that, or I'm still there, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, we want to manage people and we want to do it with integrity okay. and we want to manage the whole person. Mm-hmm. But that, And that does not mean you withhold direct feedback, the honest and transparent direct feedback, the HTD we talked about. It was right. a BOTD. <laughs> OCD, whatever, OCD, HD, once one of those. So when you think about it, you think about it this way, uh, Crucial Conversations gives you a really nice track to run on. It, it allows you to have the right conversation for the right reasons without chickening out. Mm-hmm. Because what happens a lot of times is people chicken out. Sure. And then people leave that experience, the worst for the wear. Their mindset is, well, if there was a problem, somebody would have told me about it, so I must be doing okay. And the, <laughs> and, and the reality is, a lot of times is very different from that. I'm laughing in that my coaching session this morning was person that uh, it's a client we both work at, mm-hmm. um, but the I coach CEO and this is one level below. And basically they said, you know, around here it's no news means good news. Mm-hmm. And so they just never know. And, and so I said, well, how do you know how you're performing? They're like, we really don't, you know? And so we're working on, on trying to get that to the point where folks have a better sense because again, the no news is like, does it mean that because I come to work every day and show up that that's what I'm doing right? Oh, or? that's obviously good news. There's nothing right. going wrong there. Right. right. And so we it's a the more specific the feedback then the better chances that you'll be successful mm-hmm. so a um I know sometimes folks want to have some tools. So Crucial Conversations, a really good resource to, mm-hmm. uh, to help you in these conversations. Another one is thanks for your feedback. Um, it's a good one at trying to practice feedback and understand that there are really three different types of feedback. There's um, everything from appreciation to coaching to evaluation. Mm-hmm. So you should be thinking about before you even have a conversation behind that door is, what am I doing? Is my mm-hmm. goal here to, to be in an appreciation? Mm-hmm. Is this a coaching conversation of positive or developmental? Or is this an evaluation time? Is this yeah. the performance? Is it about performance? Time? Right. Just a short time ago, you and Jennifer were talking, Jennifer Owen, O'Quill were talking about uh, coaching for peak performance. Right. So, I mean, there's specific criteria for each. And uh, Crucial is a good track. And there's also what, what we call, uh, what I call a joined up. You know, we have different words for it. You know, sure. we call it. But it's what happens when there's conflict resolution. Mm, yeah, let's get that. So there are times on a team, statistically, there's people out there who are going to have conflict. What? Yeah, it's there. <laughs> It's there. And it's ugly. It's ugly. And what happens is this. Sometimes managers are very well equipped to deal with it. Other Mm -hmm. times they're not. And other times the solution goes begging. So here's what happens. The team is watching. Your little work family is watching. Mm -hmm. And you can almost hear the words. Remember at the outset, we talked about retention, esprit de corps, engagement, all these positive things. If these conversations aren't happening behind the manager's closed door, you are absolutely paying the price. So let me understand. So we got two people in conflict on the team. Let's mm-hmm. say I've got a ten, uh, eight, ten-person team. Mm-hmm. I got two people on the team that's conflict. 
Isn't it their job to figure that out? Like, why do I have to get involved? In <laughs> Why well, are you laughing? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> well, they, well, well there, and there are times that managers will say, and I understand this point of view to a degree. Yeah. You know, you're professionals. I'm paying you to do a job. You need to be here. You know, don't bring me your drama. You, you figure it out. And okay, that has its place. Didn't but, you say no drama, mama? Last yeah, week, no, you save, you, save the drama for your mama. Mama, don't work her. Maybe she does. She's not interested in the drama either. Right. So what's going to happen is the manager needs this like a hole in the head, like I said. So. Right. The people may start jumping off the team. They may start, you know, uh, coming to you privately and saying, hey, are you aware of that? And then it builds, right? Yeah. Instead of, to your point, Jeff, about just dealing with it directly, head on. That doesn't mean you go and indict somebody. It doesn't mean you disrespect mm-hmm. somebody. But here's what I've done in the past in the join-up conflict sessions. Usually, if I'm facilitating or I've trained managers to do this, <clears throat> train the managers to do this, right. we'll get the two people who are the uh, protagonists in the room. Sure. And the short version is I'm the facilitator or the manager is the facilitator and I, I, I'm the boss and I want you to tell me what are the top two or three or four or five things you need from each other to make this working relationship as productive and as harmonious as possible. And one of you go first, one of you go second, mm-hmm. and then I'll close, meaning the boss or the facilitator. Sure. So you, you'll hear things, and sometimes the discussions can get quite animated, right? even heated. Yeah. And that falls back under the crucial umbrella. And when that does, there's times it's appropriate to shut it down or not, yeah. um, but don't walk away from it. Yeah. People need to understand this is going to take place. So once they verbalize and you verbalize, the boss is the closer. Okay, now let me tell you what I, as your, your leader, manager here, need from the both of you. Right. And there should be no misunderstanding that. Mm -hmm. Now think of this for a second. Follow me on this. This is a beautiful thing. This is a shot across the bow without formally dropping a hammer on somebody. They are being, this is a sign of great respect. Mm -hmm. Now there's managers who are just, they're not afraid to do this. Right. And they're just not equipped to do this. So I make a point to tell people behind the door and behind the manager's door, Understand what's taking place here. Your manager is is respecting you. You're getting the benefit of the communication without necessarily the formal hammer being dropped. Sure. But now understand as the closing, you should not be surprised if you can't own this. Right. Because then you are going to head for that formal process. Okay. So let me recap. So it's the manager's job to handle the conflict. Yes, it Hopefully is. Hopefully it's sometimes you want them to deal with it on their own, mm-hmm. but often they're going to need help. So uh, a savvy manager is going to pull them in and we're going to go through a conversation. I often use the structural tension model. You like crucial conversations. Mm -hmm. What's important is that you plan for it, right? Mm -hmm. So don't just do this on the fly. So one of the things I'd say is use a peer behind that closed door, another manager, a human resource professional, Mm -hmm. and get prepared. Because when those two folks come in, you don't want to have to be floundering. You want to have a plan. Or you don't want to do it on Friday afternoon at five minutes to five or Monday if you're frazzled running to your 13th meeting. Yeah, Exactly. Oh, I understand. Yeah. And so, you know, it's going to be, what are the desired outcomes? You know, the desired outcome is that we have a working productive relationship. You don't have to be best friends. You don't have to like each other. Mm-hmm. But a working productive relationship. Current reality is X. You know, mm-hmm. here's what I'm seeing. Now, tell me what your strengths are. Tell me what your desires are. What are your needs? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the person, same thing. What are the barriers? Mm-hmm. What are the barriers? Great. How do we use our strengths to overcome those barriers? Now, what are the baby steps? Tell me the one or two things that we're going to do. I love it. And then we... We go do it. Mm-hmm. And to your point, this is important, managers. You got to follow up, mm-hmm. right? You can't imagine that it's just going to get better and perfect. So let's say this was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. By Thursday, I'm stopping by and checking in with them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow up the next week. 
And I'm going to tell him, hey, I've really appreciated it. You guys were both in the last staff meeting together, mm-hmm. and I saw how you built on each other, and you mm-hmm. didn't tear at each other. Mm-hmm. That is a fantastic start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm the thought to that. I mean, two things. You like, I'll say, here's a here's the communication trail. Mm-hmm. Here's the legacy trail. We're going to break that. Right. That stops today. So mm-hmm. there's no misunderstanding that this is gone as of today. Here's the new communication trail that we're all going to share, and these are the things that we're going to be present in that, including, to your point, the accountability step. We'll get the manager or the facilitator to say, here are the expectations. There can be no misunderstanding it. And depending on, you know, how frequently they want to follow up with these people one-on-one behind the manager's closed door, give them the positive feedback or the continuing coaching they need to stay on that track. So I just want to wrap up uh, a few thoughts on this one-on-one. Be prepared, right? So these are things that you should probably think ahead be able to have, um, what do you hope to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee knows this, Jennifer, Marissa, et cetera, the folks that are on my team. You know, I always ask, what's our desired outcome? You know, mm-hmm. what's it that you're hoping to cover? Mm-hmm. Rarely is it fully my meeting. You know, it's really, to use Lee's words from earlier, it's a co-created agenda. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do this together. And so don't just uh, come in and have this list of things that you're going to demand from your employee. This should be co-created. And you have no idea what they have been happening for the last week or month or quarter they may have been waiting for this and talking to their significant other the night before and saying, I can't wait to see the boss. There's like three things I want to get covered. Mm-hmm. And then if you come in and you dictate the agenda and you go boom, 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 and then they go home that night and the significant other says, so, you know, honey, how did it go today? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The boss shut me down. Didn't, never even asked. Didn't even seem curious. That happens so often, what you just said. Well, uh, and, that, and what's that lead to? Uh, yeah, let me just go ahead and check out what's on Indeed or, you know, let's see what's happening on LinkedIn tonight. Yeah, hello. I got one foot out the door. It's the, it's the bad turnover. If I'm a meritorious person, got lots of talents, and you tell me I do, and it's a good thing, I'm a, I got one foot out the door. Yep. If you don't, if you shut me down with a formal agenda, it happens way too often. Yeah, I think you can have um, things that you always want to cover. So maybe it's pipeline or it's the project or things like that. But it should be a co-created agenda at the front mm-hmm. end. And we say, okay, well, then what's the most important things? A couple other things just to, I mean, these are basic, but we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Not be looking at your phone the whole time. You know? <laughs> I mean, I can understand. You mean I can't text while I'm having this really deep and meaningful discussion with you? Exactly. So there's another one. No, digi- eye, no look, digital zombies. Look, look eye to eye at each other. Mm-hmm. If you can, try to get from away from behind the desk. If you can be able to be in a place where you can sit side by side and get that desk removed. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe in formal discipline you might want that, blah, blah, blah. But in general, most of our conversations are going to be mm-hmm. good conversations. Mm-hmm. And so being able to be closer and even uh, just close enough that you can work together. Mm-hmm. Um, regularly scheduled, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a sense of a recap at the end. So mm-hmm. what I heard you say are the next couple steps are X and Y. Understanding. That's right. And so you as the manager, you should not be walking away with each one of these one-on-ones with very much to do. Mm-hmm. It really should be the other person. Mm-hmm. You might have a follow-up or you need to drop an email or mm-hmm. contact somebody, but it's really the employee should be the one walking away with, with their own development stuff, um, touching base on projects and figuring out things. Mm-hmm. Finally, there are going to be interruptions, but try to limit them. But what you can do to your team is say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be having these regular scheduled one-on-ones, and that's why the door is going to be closed. Because sometimes people are nervous. Oh, God, the boss's door is closed again. So if you can set it up with your team, hey, the reason the door is going to be shut is I'm trying to have one-on-ones. It's developmental. I'm going to be offering feedback. Office hours. That's right. Office hours. All these things. 
that way, when you have time, mm -hmm. it can be uninterrupted. So mm -hmm. hopefully that will cut down some interruptions. So we got about a minute in this section. Any, any uh, recap from you? Yeah. When you look at uh, two things, there are, sometimes in organizations or teams, there's the problem that never gets solved. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And largely the reason it goes on and on and on is because what should be taken behind the closed door hasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. It absolutely. hasn't. Yeah. So we got we to gotta bring it behind the closed door sometimes. Hello. And, yeah. then, and to my finish off a point about conflict resolution, there are times when, you know, it, those discussions can be, I'll call it the squirm factor. Oh, yeah. They're very uncomfortable. People yeah. squirm and managers, it's not a happy, easy, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes. If you're the 1% of the managers enjoy these things, okay, there's a DSM-5 <laughs> thing out there for you. I have no idea what DSM-5, but, you know, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, um, thank you, Lee. Uh, it's time for another break. Uh, so we'll come back and we'll do the wrap up the show, give you some uh, practical tips on the way out the door. We'll see you in two minutes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I've been working today with Lee Huber from Voltage Leadership Consulting, and we've been talking about behind the closed door, the manager's closed door. And it's been a really interesting conversation, hopefully some practical tips, maybe some confidence building um, about how do you have these conversations. One point I'd just like to hit on that Lee addressed in the last topic, um, 
we often only think about the closed door for the bad discussions. Mm. And those are the 80% of the ones there are the inducing like stress and mm -hmm. fear and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if that's the conversation you're having the most, we're screwing up. Mm -hmm. The conversation you really should be having is 80% of the time you should be spending with your best people. Mm -hmm. I call it re-recruiting your superstars. Mm -hmm. Tell them why they're so good in the first place. Mm -hmm. So these things should be joyful. Mm -hmm. And so if you find yourself in a dreading space, I would say you're probably not managing your folks up or out quick enough. Mm -hmm. And you should be spending more time with those top stars. Okay? Mm -hmm. So. I just want to hit on that because that's really important. I use that, that phrase negative anticipation. Mm -hmm. And there's something to this, right? You know, I, I sometimes will talk about the manager, the team lead being responsible for setting the team's culture. Mm -hmm. And I, we've done this many different places, as you know, in healthcare and finance and technology sure. and a lot of healthcare clients of, of, of late where, you know, we'll, a, we'll a, have people answer these questions. This is the manager talking to the team. Complete this sentence. Our team exists to fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And after about four or five or six answers, they'll start to sound the same. Right. But the first four or five are pretty good. Yeah. And then the manager tweaks that to say, okay, understand. Now let's talk about where we're going. That's the team vision statement. Mm. We aspire to be blank. Right. I'm, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. and, and the team owns that. Right. And that's beneficial for multiple no, a number of reasons. Then you get the, the, the third thing is the, the team... Uh, values the, basically the code of conduct. What are the what are the behaviors that support our team's mission and vision? Yeah. And things that are, are that I see or you know the organization sees that are contrary to that. Don't be surprised. You should expect that me as your leader, I'm going to manage that because you know we're successful. We're it's there's something to be good about being part of a winning team. Yeah. So I think that's important to understand that a big part of what we do is also in the team. Mm -hmm. And that's behind a manager's closed door. Mm -hmm. If you've got a big enough offense, you can do it behind the one <laughs> door. If not, it's behind a closed door, yeah. one of those management doors. Door number one, door number two. Two or number three. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'd say there is learning how to run an effective team meeting. We're going to hit on that into some more detail in a few weeks. So this is sort of a preview of it. Mm -hmm. But what I'd say is making sure that you've got a team vision and mission statement mm -hmm. is critical. Were the values? Yeah, they can come from the team. Great discussion. Mm -hmm. I was working with one of my clients yesterday from uh, Novozymes, an excellent organization. They have outstanding values. One of the things that she does is in every staff meeting, she pulls up the values mm -hmm. and says, let's have a celebration about something we did right with our values. Oh, something right. Yeah, so look at that. That's proactive. It's great. Not only that, she takes it a step further. In her one-on-ones, um, mm -hmm. she shows them. So one of theirs is um, connect to create. And so it's about how do you work with other people around the organization mm -hmm. to create innovation, create mm -hmm. new ideas. And so she does a great job of sort of saying, tell me an example where you connect to create. So behind the closed door in the in the team meeting, you've got this chance to reinforce your values. Mm -hmm. That will limit the conflict. Mm -hmm. But also in your one-on-ones, tying those values back for the organization or your team and connecting it back to the vision and mission of mm -hmm. your team and what's your purpose and goals. Oh my gosh, if you can do that, mm -hmm. Then I'm likely not to take the phone call from the <laughs> headhunter. I'm likely not to get on LinkedIn. I'm going to go think? home and tell my citizens out there, wow. It's not that every day is perfect, but you know, we're having good days. I understand mm -hmm. why I'm working on why I'm working on it. I feel aligned with my manager, with my team. I see unicorns and butterflies. Okay, no. It's not yeah. quite, but life is good. Well, you, you, you said two important things. Number one, and, and my point is the manager owns that, mm -hmm. whether it's behind the closed door, put in the public culture, the bigger audience. 
And the second thing is people understand. That set speaks volumes. There's a rationale. A lot of times what happens with managers is their team doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. They're, they're ordered to do something in maybe command and control mode, and there's no rationale behind it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't take to that very well. Sometimes it doesn't matter. But you know, I've heard the words before in teams and one-on-ones where they say, you know, we're not three-year-olds. You know, give me a rationale. Explain to me why we're doing this. Uh, and the manager owns that. We have a, something we call the outward mindset. Mm-hmm. And I know from, you, yeah, from the Arbinger. Yeah, for Arbinger. Yeah, I mean, I know you've used this several times, and I'm, I'm deep. I'm diving into it now. The, the point is this: it's not necessarily about me. Right. It's about who we're serving. And are we servant? Are you a servant leader? Who are you serving? Mm-hmm. You know. And to my point, why does this team exist? Where are we going? And what are the behaviors that support that? Yeah, you know, I think probably um, in a couple months we're going to have the authors from the book, uh, some of the folks that are certified in that. And it's about, um, so it's called the Outward Mindset from mm-hmm. the Arbinger Institute and mm-hmm. seeing beyond ourselves. And so uh, it's a great example of getting some clarity on goals that our customers have, that our peers have, our direct reports, our managers have. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd also um, maybe wrap up on that point is that don't forget that we are also a um, customer. So when we're in there behind the closed door, mm-hmm. we're also a customer. It's it's our job to be served from a they're supposed to be there, the employees, to help do the things that we're supposed to be working on. So don't lose track of, hey, part of this is making sure that, that your needs are being met. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot about meeting the needs of the employees, but it's also, are you getting what you need? Are you getting the feedback that you need? Are the projects moving along? So don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and make sure that your needs are being met. I, that's really a great point. A lot of managers don't do that. They want to be the easy button. Right. And I tell you, my th- final thought for today is... Don't uh, be the manager that people quit. Right. Don't be the manager people quit. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just just say no. Just say no to that. Okay. This election season, we're almost done. <laughs> you know, that sounds like election from the 1980s or something in, in the U.S. So a few uh, uh, wrap-up points here. Predictable and uh, periodic, meaningful one-on-ones. I love the office hours idea. Mm-hmm. You maybe can't do it every week, but you know, from time to time, having regularly scheduled office hours. When you're in there, uh, making sure that you're having the conversation about clear expectations. You're doing some recognition. Mm-hmm. You're providing development. You're giving feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is crazy, but you're present. I mean, you're actually present. It's not good enough to have That's your, crazy. Your bottom in the seat. Uh, I don't know about that. I have to be texting or distracted somehow. Yeah. This is keeping your eyeballs together. Uh, you are not texting. You're answering a bunch of emails. I can't tell you the number of times I hear from people that that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd also offer that be curious about the person sitting across from you. Mm-hmm. You know, to your point, we don't have to have a deep dive into everything personal, but we should probably know that they have kids and the names of their kids and what do they care about outside of work mm-hmm. so that you can at least understand that and connect a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's really understanding manager interruptions, so there aren't so many of those. Um, and, you know, I know you like this, the, the integrity, you know, you like your Lincoln on leadership. You want to talk about that one for a second? Sure, sure. The, you know, Lincoln was one of my favorite models in leadership. And, you know, I've done this uh, presentation to, you know, senior leadership, executive groups, uh, a lot of different places. Lincoln was masterful. Mm. He knew how to manage people. He knew to our earlier point what to say and what not to say. He had a habit of writing down, to your point, feedback about a person or a letter he was going to deliver. But just determine that, you know what, I don't think this person can hear that. Mm. But it was still cathartic for him because he's the leader and he had some tough situations. So think of it this way, managers, 
because your day is difficult. Well, the country's disintegrating uh, and half the country wants to see you, you know, at room temperature. <laughs> so the, relatively speaking, you know, your circumstances aren't in Lincoln territory. Thank you, Lee. It's been great working with you again. We will be back together next week. Yes, We're sir. going to be coming and talking about time management, uh, some best practices so that you can have these conversations. So we'll be sharing best practices on that. In the upcoming weeks, again, we'll have John Hagmeyer. He's a former CEO of Interact Achievement, and he'll be talking about lessons learned. So look forward to, to joining you. Thanks again for listening today. You can reach me at area code 540-798-1963. You can also uh, email me at jeff at voltageleadership.com. Our website is www.voltageleadership.com. You can like me on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting or Lee Hubert at Voltage Leadership Consulting. And follow me at Twitter at JMU Jeff. I hope you've had a fantastic week, and we're looking forward to seeing you again next week on Illuminating Leadership. Have an awesome week. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to VoltCast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.